You are listening to the official Acts 2 podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website at www.acts2orlando.com. All right. Uh, For those who may be uh, new, you're visiting, or just tuning in for the first time, over the last month or so, we have been... God has got me in a very, very new place. I have been pastoring now for good night. I don't know how long now. Oh, yeah, coming up on 20, I guess. Um, And I don't know if you know this, if you haven't been a pastor before, this is typically what happens. Saturday, you're focused. Sunday, you're on fire. And Monday, you're depressed. And I have discovered that the only time that really gets me is when I feel like it's, it's me that has to do something. And when I can get my mind back in the right place, I recognize this has nothing to do with that. And it doesn't have to do with talent. It has to do with calling. And it has to do with impartation. It has to do with destiny. It has to do with all that stuff. So, so for me, being a pastor... And hearing the Lord tell me, I don't want you to prep for messages, I just want you to go, is a very, very uncomfortable thing. But actually, after four weeks, I'm really surprised. I'm starting to get used to it, and I kind of like it. Um, So what I'm saying by that is there has been a growing hunger inside of me, and I think this is part of the reason why I felt like Holy Spirit had told me not to spend so much time prepping and writing in order to deliver a message. Um, this hunger inside of me, I feel like it's, it's magnetic. I feel people in the room jumping on board with this. Uh, I know we, our leadership team Tuesday, they're there. They're there. Even the saying that, going, we're with you. We're with you on this, this desire for more. Anybody else want more? Because I, I do. I, I'm, and I don't want to just put that in some generic category. I want more of the manifestation of God showing up in my life everywhere I go, not just the healings. I want to see the salvations. I want to see the deliverances. I want to see absolutely everything that Jesus has purchased be represented everywhere I go. So when I say more, that's what I'm talking about. I want more. There is something to be said about hunger, being hungry. It's a strange thing because we can be absolutely satisfied in him and still be hungry. But it's like the kingdom, how it works. If you eat in the natural realm, you get full and you're no longer hungry. If you eat in the spiritual realm, it just makes you more hungry. And you want more, and you want more, and you want more. And we're designed to carry it. So, that's where we've been. This is what's happening. I was up this morning reading, went to Genesis 28 found the story of Jacob where he met God. You guys remember this story? It was evening, he lays down, takes a rock, puts it under his head to go to sleep. I don't understand that. That doesn't even make sense to me. Why is that in the Bible? I don't know. God, give me some revelation on that. But it says in the Bible that he took a rock and put it under his head so he could go to sleep. I'm like, okay, that's different. But But as he's there, he begins to see as a vision of heaven opening up and a ladder and it, he says he saw angels ascending and descending on it and after it was all done he said 
God was in this place and I didn't even know it. God was in this place and I didn't even know it. And it makes me wonder how many times we miss God when he's right in the middle of something simply because we're not aware or we're not hungry enough. How often is he moving and he doing something around us and he wants us to be a participant in it? Because the life of a believer is not an imitation of Jesus. It's a participation in Jesus. Right? The bracelets of WWJD, what would Jesus do? Can we throw those away? Ask the question, what is he doing? Not what would he do? What is he doing in the moment? Because we get to participate in the middle of it. So here he is. He has this vision, angels ascending, descending. He says, this is, this is amazing. God's in this place. I didn't even know that he was here. There are times where God makes himself conspicuous like that when we're not even hungry. But I think his desire is to produce inside of us a hunger so that we get to experience more and more and more. It was a precursor to Jesus because in John chapter 1, we, we see Jesus talking to Nathaniel. And he says to him, you will begin to see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man. So it was a precursor to the person of Jesus. Jacob says in that story, he says, this is none other than the house of God, the gate of heaven. This is the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Now think about this for a moment. In his time, there was no such thing as a church. There was no such thing as a temple or a tabernacle. They didn't exist. At that point in history, the way people would connect with God was they would go up onto a mountain. That's culturally what would happen. Regardless of if it was the true God or some other God, everybody would go up to a top of a mountain and that's how you would experience God or connect with God. But he says in that moment, this is the house of God. And he names it Bethel, Bethel, which means house of God. The gate of heaven, this is the house of God. Then we see Jesus come on the scene and he says to Nathaniel, you're going to see angels ascending and descending on me. That's crazy. Jacob had already established it. This is the house of God. And he sees angels ascending and descending. Are you still tracking with me here? Jesus comes in and he says, no, I'm the house of God. The word became flesh and what Tabernacle dwelt. It actually is dwelt or tabernacle, made a tent. The word became flesh. God himself became Jesus in the flesh and he was housed among us. Bethel, house of God. He models it for us. We watch him. I don't know what it looked like for Nathaniel to see angels ascending and descending on the Son of Man, but Jesus said he would see it, so I'm sure he did. I don't have any record of it. I don't see it, but I'm sure he saw it as much as anything else to demonstrate that the veil between heaven and earth is very, very, very thin. It's very thin. Jesus even said, no one has ascended into heaven except for the Son of Man who has descended, who is also in heaven. Now that messes with your head, right? 
In other words, he has the ability to be in two places at one time. Why? Because he's the house of God. He's the ladder now with everything ascending and descending and it's coming on him. Funny thing happened. Jesus goes to the cross, comes back on the third day. He lives for 40 days around his disciples. And in that time, he says to them, listen, I'm going to go away, but it's a good thing that I go away because I'm going to send you Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, by the way, especially the Greek language there says, I'm going to send you another one exactly like me. It's not a different one. Not I'm going to send you somebody that's similar to me. He said, I'm going to send you someone who is exactly like me. So I'm going to send you Holy Spirit. And he says, he gives them this strange, strange command. He says, I want you to go into all the world and preach the gospel. I want you to heal the sick and raise the dead and cast out demons and make disciples. He gives them this grandiose kind of like take over the world, right? This take over the world commission. But he says something unique. He says, I'm telling you to go out into all the world, but before you go, I want you to wait. Because if you wait, you're going to get this another, this spirit, Holy Spirit. You're going to get Holy Spirit. Jesus says, he was around you, he will be in you. John the Baptist, in speaking of Jesus, said, there is one coming after me who is greater than I am. I'm not even worthy to unstrap his sandals. That's how great he is, because John the Baptist was a precursor to Jesus, who was the house of God, right? And it says, when he comes on the scene, he will baptize you with what? Holy Spirit and with fire. David Hamilton brought this up to me today, just kind of centered me back on this thing again. It was so good. Thank you, friend. It's unique that he didn't just say he will baptize you with Holy Spirit. He said he will baptize you with Holy Spirit and with fire. Has anybody in here ever been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Yep, okay. You know what? You can do it again. You can. And I know this to be true because we see when we get to the book of Acts, I'm going to bring this whole thing full circle with Jacob, with Jesus. It comes into Acts. They're waiting. And all of a sudden they begin to hear something. What was it? Come on. Bible quiz. Right. It wasn't a rushing wind. It was the sound of a rushing wind, right? They heard the sound of a rushing wind, and then flames of fire began to sit on their heads. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Spirit, by definition, ruach in Greek, or Hebrew, pneuma in Greek means wind or air. Psalm 104, Hebrews 1 culminates and says this. Hebrews is referring back to Psalm 104, I think it's verse 18, where it says, he makes his ministers the wind and his flames of fire. Jacob saw the house. Jesus was the house. Now we are the house.
Why is it important? I want Jesus to get absolutely everything he died for. My life, your life on this planet's finite. I don't know if you know that. You're going to die at some point. I don't know if you know that, but you will. Not everybody who dies, though, dies in God's timing. That's why he said, raise the dead. If everybody who died, it was just God's sovereign plan and whatever, then why would we be raising the dead? We'd be going against his sovereign will. Not everybody who dies, dies in God's timing. Church, I feel like there's a baptism with the Holy Spirit that we're going to encounter this morning. I believe there are individuals in here who have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, but there's something about this and with fire and with fire. Who wants that? Yeah, I I like it. You know why I like fire? It purifies. It warms. It burns off anything that doesn't need to be there. And we're even told to present our lives, our bodies as a living sacrifice. What happened in the Old Testament with sacrifices? Come on, Bible quiz day. What is it? What happened? They burned them, right? And we're told to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. If there's no fire in our life, perhaps the sacrifice isn't the appropriate one. Because fire falls on sacrifice. How do I get baptized with Holy Spirit? Yield. There is no formula, church. There is no formula for this. It's just the individual that says makes themselves ready for it. Corinthians, in Corinthians, Paul is talking and he says, after Jesus was risen from the dead, he was on the planet for 40 days. It says he was seen by over 500 people. And some of them had died since then in that 40 day period. But he said he was seen by over 500 people. How many people were in that room waiting for Holy Spirit? 120 where were the other 380? Right? I mean, these are questions I have. It's the ones who are hungry. It's the ones who are yielding, the ones who put themselves in a position to say, God, I don't get it. I don't understand it because there was no way for them to understand it. Baptized with fire. That's weird. With Holy Spirit and with fire. But you know what they did? They said, I want that. Whatever that is. Jesus, I want that. And so what did they do? They just put themselves in a position to receive something that they had no idea what they were going to receive. Now, in our Western way of living, we don't want anything unless we can understand it. But we sit in rooms like this and we say, I want more. Are you, let me ask you the question, are you okay with being able to receive more when you don't even know what it is? And you're designed to receive it because you're a house of God. You can truly say, you complete me. (laughs) One last thing, and then we're going to go after this thing. The word baptism, that's kind of like an English transliteration of the word baptizo in the Greek. Did you know that there is no 
Like, there is no real word for that. As a matter of fact, in the Bible, they didn't translate it. The word baptism, they left it. We say baptism. It's actually the Greek word baptizo. Do you know what it really means if they would have translated it? It would have said immersed or dunked. But that was awkward. You can't, you can't call him John the Dunker. John the Immerser, right? If it literally was translated, that word was not. Was not. Of all the other words they translated, they didn't translate that word. I guess it's because it was just too awkward. Here comes John the Dunker. Oh, yeah, but Jesus is coming. And he's going to dunk you. <laughs> in the Holy Spirit and with fire. That word baptizo was also used to describe a sunken ship. It was also used to describe the way they would dye a piece of cloth like tie-dye. Meaning, it was not just water on, it was water on and in. It's one thing to have Holy Spirit on you. Bill Johnson says you have the Holy Spirit on you for other people's sake. You have him in you for yours. No, yeah, on you for other people's sake. He's in you for yours. So I, I felt like what I was seeing this morning was I want to know who's hungry and who wants to get in on something that maybe even you don't know what it is. But you're just saying, I'll take it. I'll take it, God. Before we do it, though, people need to get healed. People need to get healed. We've got people, Jay, he's sick this morning. Some kind of sinus infection thing that was happening. Is that right? Yeah. Sinus infection that's happening with him. Anybody else got something sick going on or a person, a friend, family? Okay. Personally? Um, okay. All right. We're going to pray for healing. All right. And when we pray for healing, we're not trying to take up space or time. When we pray for healing, we are directing healing. We are directing, we are enforcing it. I don't pray to get something to happen and beg in a begging way. I pray to enforce it to happen. All right? So we have sick people. We also have Lucia's, is it her niece? Her name's Katie. Uh, we got news yesterday that she, she's in her 20s. She's in a car accident and was taken to Orlando Regional Medical Center, had a broken, fractured femur, and has a brain bleed that is so deep that the doctors think, can't get to it, and they're thinking her chance of survival is nil. I don't think so. Her name's Katie. So can we just all right now... Just where you are, just begin to pray out loud. I'm going to pray on mic. Just begin to pray where you are. Pray for the people you know. If anybody in the room is sick right now, you're physically sick in the room. Not feeling good? There's two hands right here. Three. Your son. No, oh, and you had a word during worship about somebody's shoulder. He said, go get him. Yeah, you had a word about somebody. During worship, she had a word. God told her it was somebody's shoulder was having trouble. I love that because whenever he calls that stuff out, it's like a guaranteed healing. So, all right, hands up who need healing. One more time, everybody looking around. Do you need healing? Um, well, there's a lot of people. If your hand's down, put your hand on somebody who has their hand up. 
if your hand is down, put your hand on somebody who has their hand up. All right, now, we're the church. This is what we do. Just begin to pray right now, just to declare healing. Declare healing right now. Every individual, every ailment right now aligns up with heaven, and it's healed. Yes. I don't care how small it is. Listen, asthma healed, right? Acid reflux disease healed. Healed. That's right. Matthew, your shoulder gets healed in Jesus' name. Somebody put a hand on him. Matthew, right there. Richard, shoulder gets healed right now in Jesus' name. Whatever else that's lingering right now, headaches, leave. Headaches, leave. The only thing that can last or live inside of our lives is what we allow to live there. Headaches, leave. Jesus' name. Every other dysfunction right now, fevers, sinus infections, whatever they are, leave. Right now, I pray the filling of Holy Spirit right in that place, right in that place. The revelation of who you are right now, it's coming into your body right now. Check it. Those of you who are in the room, if you can, if it's something you can check, check it and see if it's getting any better. Hmm. Anybody feel like they're getting some kind of relief or change happening? Let me see your hand. Good. Hallelujah. Thank you. Your knees got healed a couple of weeks ago. Her knees got healed where she was having pain walking in them for any length of time, and they're healed now. As a matter of fact, if I heard your story right, she said they went to Universal or Disney or something like that and were walking around. Normally, her knees would be hurting after a day like that, but her knees were fine, and her feet were hurting. What does that mean? She didn't feel that before. Now that gets healed. Your feet get healed. Everything else gets healed. What was it that's happening? Is it headaches? Sinuses. sinuses right now? Anybody else sinuses? Jay's got it right now. Be healed and everything come into alignment right now in Jesus' name. Good. Thank you for sharing that. Anybody else? Anything physically changing? Yes? I have a, a Arthritis. Arthritis. Not anymore. Come on. Yay, God. Yay, God. Thank you, Jesus, for that. Yes, that's so good. <laughs> yes, that's so good. Okay. All right. Did we leave out anybody? Kate, is that her name? Katie. Katie, everybody join with me right now. She's in the hospital right now. I don't know the exact details other than what I just told you. So right now, we are declaring life in her body. That brain bleed, stop in the name of Jesus. End. Over. Any kind of pressure happening right now in her brain, leave right now. Perfect, perfect healing come into her body right in this moment. Everybody say amen to this? You agreeing? Perfect healing. Her leg, be healed right now. Perfect healing. Lord, I pray you wake her brain up. Wake her brain up. And I pray the first thing that she can cognitively have a thought about would be her destiny. You speaking to her about her destiny and her future. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Be healed in Jesus' name. That's good. Okay. All right. I don't know exactly how to do this, but I do feel like there's 
there's something about moving out of our seats to do this. Um, I don't know. No, I, I don't know. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that because I think everybody's going to get in on this if they want it. Um, there's nothing special about this area right here. Sometimes in churches they call it the altar. I call it carpet. Why? Because the altar shifted. There is no longer an altar like that. We become it in him. Jesus is actually the picture of the old covenant ark or tabernacle. stood on end. So for those who are wanting the more, for those who are saying, I want fire, I think it would be a good idea just to walk up here. There's nothing special about the front of the room. It's more about what's happening on the inside. It's Pentecost Sunday, guys. It's Pentecost Sunday. We should celebrate that every much as we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Right? Now, we're just going to sit here a minute until I feel like God gives me any more direction. He may or he may not. But just move in up front right here. For those who are saying, I want more. More. All right. What we know to be true is the word says that he will give us the desire of our heart. Yeah. And don't sit there and try to scientifically think this thing through and go, well, if that's God's will, this is, that isn't, that is. Just trust him. Let him sort all that stuff out. Just say, this is the desire of my heart. I want more. God, I want to be a good representative of you. I am a house. I am a house. Okay. Yes, God. All right. Every heart desiring more right now, Holy Spirit, give it to him. Give it to him. Just pour it out right now. Dump it on him. Dump it on him. Give him everything they want. Yes, God. Yes. All right. Now, some of you are going to begin to feel sensations in your body. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Whatever it is, just say yes to it. Just say yes to it because it's, it's going to start happening. Whatever it is, you're feeling something. Anybody feeling something happening in their body? Yeah, here, over there? Good. All right. Just say yes to it. Say more. More. Yes, God. Yes, God. Some of you, your desire is, I've never spoken tongues and I want to do that. Open your mouth. Watch what happens. Tongues isn't everything, but it's important. It's important. Right now, somebody feeling fire like in their chest, like their chest is burning up. You're feeling it right there? I am too. I'm feeling this thing of like, it's just like a coals. Yes, God. More, 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 more. Yes. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm hmm. Mm, yes, God. Mm hmm. Okay. Let's do this. Some of our leaders in the house, I want you to just, wherever you are, start walking around putting your hands on people. Just start putting your hands on them, just saying, God, get them. 
the real wonderful, wonderful, holy prayer. God, get them. Get them. Yeah. Just walk around the room, just touching, touching people. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Wow, I just saw like a calculator in your head when I touched you. I saw a calculator that was broken, but now it's working. It's adding everything up. It's putting it all together, and you're coming to that place. calculator work that's good that's really good so good yeah 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 come on so good so good so good thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus Listen, don't restrict it to something that maybe you have seen before. I think that's really where we are, especially in this season right now. Don't restrict it to something you've seen before. You can have a desire for something you've seen, but the desire can also go for something that you don't know anything about. I feel like God is in, in this right now. God's given people like strategies in your mind. There's a lot of stuff happening with the mind this morning. Strategies in your mind for business. giving you just wisdom stuff that you normally would have to hunt down is coming to you right to you you don't have to find it it's coming right to you yeah thank you god thank you god thank you god yes hmm. so good yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So good. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I, I feel these thoughts kind of running through the room right now. I don't see them on individuals, but I feel them like flying through the room. It's like hit and run. It's demonic hit and run. And it's coming through, flying through the room, hitting you in the head, and it's saying you're not good enough. It's just hit and run, flybys. That's wrong. It's wrong. You're not good enough. That's wrong. That's, that is wrong. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Mm, take it to my hand. See you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, just stay here a little longer. Stay here a little longer. Maybe this will help you a little bit. Every breakthrough you gain will have an element of pain in it. Every breakthrough. We want breakthrough without any kind of, you want everything just perfect. I don't know what this is about. I feel it though. I know it in my own life. Every time I've had breakthrough in my own life, it came with just a little bit of pain before and the pain was not a physical pain. The pain was the wrestling that happens inside my selfishness, my self-life this wrestling that happens inside of it. It's like, will I choose that knowing that I don't know what's going to happen? And every time I've wrestled that down and said, nope, I don't care what it looks like, what it tastes like, what it feels like, what it smells like. Every time I've done that, it led to breakthrough. (laughs) I heard a good gospel preacher say one time, we love testimony. We want the money. We don't want the test. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Anybody feel like anything's happening right now inside? Do you want to share about it? Share it? I can't see you, so put your hand up. Any of our leaders feel like you got a word? What is going on with you? Mm-hmm. Yay. Wonderful. I like that. I like him behind me like that. Anybody else? Okay. Yes. I felt like it was just this hot oil. Mm-hmm. It was just like above my head. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Good. That's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. Anybody else? Yes. The color blue, intense focus. Oh, that's good. That's good. Blue's the color of revelation. Yeah, give it to her. Give it to her. Thank you, God. This is so good. Yeah, Christiana. In the cafe, the chalk drawing. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good. If you haven't seen it, you need to go to the cafe before you leave. There's something wonderful they put on that chalkboard in there. It's a person actually on fire. Pretty cool. Yes. 
Yeah. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yes, God. Yay, God. Heart and head lining up. Yes, thank you, God. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's wonderful. Come on, I love to hear these things because I don't like things being put in a box that baptism of the Holy Spirit or baptism of fire has to look a certain way. Love this. I love this. All right. I'm just going to declare that some of you guys in this room are going to be beginning to have open visions. What's an open vision? You're walking around, you're driving around, you're going about your business, but you see something and it becomes part of what you're doing and you don't even know. Like if you're driving, you're seeing something else, but you'll be okay. Don't worry about that. It won't make you crash or anything. You're going to see something that is very real. You're going to start seeing it and you'll see it play out. I I think some people in here are getting visions that God is giving you so you'll be able to see and to know what needs to happen when you get there. They're like future, like God giving you visions of things happening in the future so that you'll know what you need to do when you get there, when you get to that location or whatever it is. I just, I really feel like that's happening. Some of you guys are coming back to a place of being okay with dreaming Dreaming is a good thing. It's a very, very good thing. Where your mind begins to line up with the creativity of what God is doing and you start to dream his thoughts. And creativity begins to flow. All new kinds of ideas start to show up. Mm, Thank you, God. Yeah. And then... There's others. I feel like these are just strong. It could, it's not re- restricted to these, but one last one I think is really good. Connected to that thing of the flybys. You know there's demonic flybys, right? They're just they're going around trying to do hit and runs all the time. And, and they come in and they'll throw something at you like that, like you're not good enough. Those kinds of things are stopping. Those things are stopping. You're going to find yourself thinking completely different. There are thoughts that you're having that you don't even know that you're having, but they are having an impact on the way you're living your life. Those thoughts right there, those subtle, hidden, underlying, general way of thinking thoughts, those things right now that are demonic are getting like cut right now. They're getting absolutely cut off right now. God's depositing into you a whole new way of thinking. You're going to find yourself incredibly optimistic in places where you never were before. You're going to find yourself directing life to other people all around you like you've never done before. You're actually going to be speaking life, your hands touching people. You're bringing life wherever you go because all of the, you're allowing that to come in. All that other stuff is gone. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yeah, Julia. If you get visions and you want to see what it looks like, um, please come to me. What's one of the things that I'm trying to work on is actually painting or drawing the visions that people have. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, I just keep hearing remember forgiveness, and I feel like there are some people that we are holding on to in our hearts that we are not letting go of that we need to forgive. That's good. That's good. That's powerful. Yay, God. All right, put your hand on your head. All right, Father, fill our minds with your thoughts. 
Corinthians says that we have the mind of Christ. So I don't have to beg for it. It's there. We have the mind of Christ. So, Father, I'm praying right now for all of us in this room. We put our hands on our own heads saying, your thoughts will be my thoughts. And your ways will be my ways. Put your hand on your heart. And just simply say, God, heal it. Heal my heart. Heal my heart. Heal my heart so it can receive everything that you're pouring out. Yeah. I want to see it clearly. I want to know it clearly. Without any kind of lens that colors it. I want to see it purely, perfectly. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right. Does that feel good to you guys? Good? Good. More and more and more. Come, somebody get excited in this room. Come on. Does that feel good? Good. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I wanted to share something really quick. I, um, kind of the whole time I was up here, I felt this confidence that I don't remember ever feeling like this is a miracle for me. I, I, I consistently battle with like, I'm not good enough. I have to like do the right thing and place myself to receive the right thing. But there is this confidence and peace and really just ease within my heart of just like, yeah, whatever you want to do, I do want more. And there's nothing. It was just very open and I didn't feel like I had to strive to get to him. And so for me, that's a miracle. And so I just want to share. That's really exciting. I love that. I love that. Good testimony. You can hold on to it. It's so good. It's so good. Church, we suffer from a disease in the Western church. And it's, I need to understand it first. Or I need to understand it or it isn't real. Can we just all agree we're not going to live like that? The minute I think I have to have everything understood in order to receive or to be able to live with it, I'm actually reducing God down to my image instead of me being conformed into his. Wow, so good. Does anybody else smell cinnamon? You smell baked potatoes? <laughs> Somebody's hungry. <laughs> all right. Well, Lord bless you all. And I look forward to wonderful testimonies coming from you guys of just what God's doing and continually doing. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Acts 2 podcast. Love God, love people, and live life. 